Raleigh-Durham, North Carolina is consistently named one of the fastest growing areas in the country and one of the best areas for families. We cover everything real estate, recreation, restaurants, and just what makes Raleigh-Durham a great place to live. This is the RDU Buzz Podcast. All right. It is Thursday, 7 p.m., and we are live again for another RDU Buzz episode. This week, um, we're going to be talking about the possibility of a major league baseball team coming to Raleigh. The fair kicks off this week, so we're going to be diving into that and then some other local news for the area. So super excited about the episode for tonight. Just like last week, if you are joining, make sure to put in the comments where you're joining from. It was really interesting last week to see we had folks joining from uh, local folks. We had folks joining from out of state. We had folks joining from out of the country as well. So that was really, really cool. Um, and if you have questions as we're going through this stuff, put them in the comments. Um, that's one of one of the purposes of this is for us to have a chance to engage with you. Um, I think I can take this off now that I know the sound is working. I hate wearing that thing. Um, but yeah, this is a chance for us to engage with you all and answer questions along the way. So if you got questions, make sure to drop them in the comments below so we can dig in to that. But kicking it right off. So <clears throat> I'm going to share this story that came up that I saw. Um, it's about a week ago about Major League Baseball potentially coming to the triangle. So <clears throat> this was really interesting. So, that, you know, there's been rumors about Major League Baseball coming to North Carolina for a while, um, especially like the Charlotte area. And even, even in Raleigh, you know, you see some like grassroots level uh, promotion for a Major League Baseball team coming into the triangle. But this is the first time I've seen someone behind it who could potentially make that happen. So this article is about how the Carolina Hurricanes owner is part of a team that is pushing to get Major League Baseball here in Raleigh, which I think is really cool. So a couple of things this um, this article pointed out. One is that the Carolina Hurricanes, and I did not know this, the Carolina Hurricanes rank as number two for NHL attendance, so National Hockey League attendance, which is really cool. All next level said, "Good evening, Zach and Cindy. Good evening. Um, thanks for joining." So, yeah, number two in attendance for NHL. I, that really that blew that blew my mind. I think. I mean, that's that that's incredible. But I think that shows you what kind of fan base is potentially here in the triangle that could be available for a major league baseball team. And so not only do we have the second highest attendance for a national hockey league team, but we're also one of the fastest growing metros in the area. So that's another thing that helps promote that. And in fact, this article even says that I believe North Carolina is the largest state in the country that does not have a major league baseball team. So obviously in North Carolina, you really only have two places where I think a team like this would fit. You have Charlotte and then you have the Raleigh area. So obviously 
I would love for that to end up in Raleigh. You know, I'm not a I'm not a major baseball fan, but the fact that a major league baseball team could come here just sounds like a lot of fun. One of my first thoughts, actually, and and it was interesting. I was doing a little research today. There's actually there's a website called MLB Raleigh. I'm not sure how long this organization's been around, but uh, they uh, they wrote this article in 2018. If Raleigh gets a major league baseball team, what happens to the Durham Bulls. I think that's a legitimate question. Um, obviously, I don't know the answer to this. You can you can go read this article on your own time, but it's essentially talking about how if a major league baseball team comes here, the thought is, according to the article, that the Durham Bulls would be fine. And I think I, I agree with that, right? The the Durham Bulls, they really have they're they're like an institution in Durham. And so I don't think having a team like that would really impact the Durham Bulls, right? I don't think having a major league baseball team would have too much of an impact there. Um, but in general, I when I think of like, you know, a city that's that's made it, so to speak, um, I think of, you know, a, a city that has a um, you know, a an NFL team or a, an NBA team or a major league baseball team. Um, and so I, not that Raleigh hasn't made it. I'm not trying to, to, to say that, but I think, you know, this is, that would be a really big step. Um, Next Level said that would be, that would be fantastic. But where? <laughs> it's a good question. That's a, I mean, that's a, that's a legitimate question. Um, I know, I know down on the Southern side of, of Raleigh for a while, they were going to, potentially develop and put a um, a soccer stadium down there. So not a hundred percent sure what that status is now, but yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a legitimate question where, where would it go? I think those are things that obviously they would have to get figured out. Um, And that's kind of the beauty of, you know, having someone like the owner of the Carolina hurricanes involved, because at that point you've got someone who's got a lot of money, who's with a lot of people who have a lot of money, and they can they can actually get stuff get stuff moving, but yeah, I mean, I think I think it'd be really cool. Um, let's see, got some comments here. I can scroll over. And we said there's so much good baseball in the triangle. I feel like it's just begging for an MLB team. I agree, Emily. And thanks for joining. By the way, I love it. I love it. Yeah, let us know in the comments what you think about a major league baseball team joining the triangle. I think I think it would be I think it'd be a good thing. So I think it would really it would help the the the, the area a lot. So next article we're going to talk about. So it was a study that was done uh, by Neighbor.com, naming the most neighborly cities in the country. I thought it was really interesting in Raleigh was labeled as one of the most neighborly cities in the country. It was actually number nine on the list. So in 2001, I believe it was 11th in, or sorry, 2021, it was 11th. 2022, Raleigh was sixth. And then this year they were ninth. So what does it mean to be a neighborly city? This is what they're basing it on charitable donations, volunteer work, and low 
crime rates. Actually, that's a, I mean, it's a pretty good, I think it's a pretty good definition of what a neighborly area is. Um, but yeah, Raleigh, Raleigh's number, Raleigh's number nine is beat out by, you know, you've got some uh, Midwestern cities up here. Um, you've got some other places that kind of, that kind of surprised me, but all in all, you know, a question that we get about the area is, does it have, you know, the, I guess this, the Southern charm, I guess, for, for lack of a better term, you know, is it, is it still kind of this area where people are friendly to each other? Um, and it is, it is. I think, I think if you, if you talk to some locals there, there's probably a feeling that this area has changed, maybe, maybe away from that. Um, but I think in general, Raleigh is still one of those cities that is just, it's just a very friendly area. And, you know, I've grown up in North Carolina my whole life and, um, so I'm kind of, I'm just kind of accustomed to it, you know, but we have, we have a lot of folks that we work with who move into the area. They move from other parts of the country and they come here. And one of the things they always say is the people here are so friendly. Um, I think, I think that's true for the most part. You know, when, when I'm driving through my neighborhood, you know, people wave at me. Um, I wave at them. Um, you know, when you're, when you're walking down, you know, the side of the road or I, you know, wherever it may be, like people acknowledge you, um, which I know is not necessarily the case in other parts of the country, but it's just, it's just kind of a common, just kind of a common thing here. Um, you know, if you get a flat tire, there's a decent chance someone pulls off the road to help you. Definitely not what, like I grew up in a really small town. And if you, if you were pulled off on the side of the road, someone would definitely stop. It's not necessarily that way here, but there's still, there's still this like connection here, um, that I think makes it, a neighborly area. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought this study was pretty, was pretty fascinating. So number 16 on the list is actually another, um, another North Carolina city. It was actually the only other North Carolina city on here is Winston-Salem. So it's kind of surprised me that Winston-Salem was on there, but I mean, in general, I think this area is a very friendly area. People are very giving of their time, um, giving of their money, um, just very friendly in general. So yeah, let me know, let me know your thoughts on that. I'd, I'd love to know, especially the locals out there. I'd love to know what you think about Raleigh being neighborly because you, you probably, especially if you've been here a really long time, you probably remember Raleigh when it was much smaller, felt like a smaller town than it is today when it's, you know, growing in such a, such a significant way. So in other news, the NC State, North Carolina State Fair started today. I'm going to pull this up because I love the, um, I just love fair food. I have not been, so just, just disclosure, I have not, I have not been to the fair since we had kids, um, which they're almost, our oldest are almost four. So it's been, it's probably been five years since I've been to the fair, which is really sad when I think about it, because when before we had kids, I was like, I'm gonna go to the fair with the kids all the time. And now we have kids, and I'm like terrified to go to the grocery store with them, much less the fair. But this um, I love regardless of whether I go or not, I love looking at the different food options. So the fair actually kicked off tonight, um, or today, I should say 12, um, the 12th, which is today, and it runs through the 22nd. Um, but 
I don't know if y'all have ever followed this. Um, it's an Instagram page. Uh, Cindy follows it. It's called the Disney food blog and it's got like all the crazy food items from Disney. That's kind of what this feels like when I'm looking at this list of food on here from the fair. But some of these items just kind of like took me aback. But, you know, so this, right. I mean, I think I, I would try those. There was one I'm going <laughs> to, I mean, what if people, who comes up with this stuff? Better, better with tequila margarita cupcake. Love that. This one, this one was the one. If if Cindy and I end up at the fair this year, this is the one that I will be absolutely eating. Let's see. Next level. Next level said, um, he said, my wife and I are from New York City. We lived in Raleigh for the past 20 years, and the people are super friendly. We thought we'd move to the Twilight Zone. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, and you know, that, that that's the that's honestly, that's the feedback we get is, is you know, people people are super friendly here. And I, I think it's hard when you've grown up in an area like, and you've been there your entire life, like myself, to really kind of understand the specialness of it, you know? Um, so that's cool. That's cool. I'm glad, I'm glad you, you said that. Thanks for saying that. Um, but yeah, there was one on here. Um, uh, this one right here, this is the one I wanted to point out. Dill pickle donut just looks absolutely awful. So it's, but it's food like that that makes me want to go to the fair, even though that looks terrible. If, if Cindy and I go to the fair this year, uh, which I give it a 50, 50 chance that we will, I will get this just out of curiosity for what it tastes like. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's crazy. One, one, one kind of sad piece about the fair this year, they, um, there's a section of the fairgrounds where there's like, you know, these, these small clubs, like the lions club is there. Um, some church, uh, churches rent out the space there and I mean, this building's been there for, I don't know how long, decades and decades and decades. And they're tearing down that building. I mean, there there's some staples there. I, I know when, you know, when we used to go to the fair on an annual basis, we would go and there was this, uh, there was this little Methodist church there and they would serve uh, these country ham biscuits. They're like $1.50, which at the fair, I mean, that's like, that was nothing compared to all the prices of these other foods that were crazy expensive. And I would always start there, but, uh, that little strip of shops, they're tearing that down after this year. And it's really, honestly, I mean, it's, you know, I know, I know things change over time, but that's one of those changes that is just, I don't know, it's just kind of sad, but in general, if you, if you've never been to the fair, if you are new to North Carolina, um, it's definitely worth going. I mean, it's, it, it is the state fair. It's the ninth, I believe the ninth largest state fair in the country. So, I mean, it's a really big deal here. Um, so definitely, it's definitely worth checking out if you're new to the area or if you're moving to the area. And, um, you know, I would add it to the list for next year. It's definitely a really cool, really cool place to check out. So, all right, next up, <clears throat> I thought this was really neat. You know, we, we get a ton of questions about schools, right? That's, I mean, that's one of the major questions that we get. Uh, which makes sense. Um, folks moving into the area, schools are a really big deal. You want to move to an area where, um, you know, your your, your kids are going to have an education um, that that that's good. And so, 
this uh, niche.com released the top public schools in the country. So not, not just in the state, but in the country. And a North Carolina school located here in Durham uh, was actually number two on that list for the country for public schools. Now, I will say this is a very unique school. So if you're new to North Carolina, you may not even know this place exists. Um, they have their main campus, or at least their longest standing campus is here in Durham. Um, I believe they opened up another campus in Morganton, uh, Morganton, North Carolina recently. Um, but North Carolina School of Science and Math. So it is a school for 11th grade and 12th grade. You have to be accepted into it. There's pretty stringent uh, guidelines to get into the school. Um, I mean, you look at their, I mean, this is according to this website. I don't know. I don't know how accurate it is, but you kind of see like their average ACT, SAT score. So, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's not an easy school to get into, but it's a two-year school. Um, and it is, I'm, I've, I've known some people that have attended the school, um, but not very many. One of the benefits of going to this school and, and again, you have to be a resident of North Carolina to get accepted here. Um, one of the benefits is you get uh, free tuition to any North Carolina public college. And I believe you get guaranteed admission as well. So that's one of the benefits of this school um, for kids that, 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 that are just, you know, they're just at that level. Um, so, but it was named the number two public school in the country. I believe last year it was actually number one. Um, and this year it fell to, to number two. Not that there's a huge difference between first and second when it comes to public schools, but I thought that was pretty, that was pretty interesting. And a lot of people probably have absolutely no idea this school even exists. Um, but if that's something that you think would be a good fit for your family, again, it's 11th grade, it's 12th grade, um, and that's it. So um, I think the application process starts obviously sometime before that in high school. Um, but yeah, located right here in Durham. I mean, you drive by, I, I call it like the Hogwarts of Durham. Um, but uh, yeah, it's really, it's really fascinating. So, all right, next up, Epic Games. So this is for those of you who aren't too familiar with video games epic games is uh one of the um really the most famous game makers in in the country in the world they created fortnite which is one of the most well-known games um out there and they're headquartered here in Cary, which is really cool um that Cary has a company like epic games that doesn't just have an office there, but is actually headquartered in Cary. Um, and they <clears throat> had a layoff of about 800 employees. Um, and the reason I'm bringing this up is obviously that impacts this area, right? Um, I believe 100 and some of those layoffs impacted our area. But in relation to that, Epic Games has a huge footprint in Cary. So they bought Cary Town Center Mall, which is, you know, this photo. Let me pull this photo up here so y'all can see it. Yeah, so they bought Epic um, Epic Town or uh, Cary Town Center Mall right there. So it's an 87-acre site. And basically their, they, their, their goal was to take this area and to build just a massive office space out of it. Um, as far as I know, that plan is still on. 
Um, that area has sat there for a while, kind of undeveloped. Um, they tore down most of Carytown Center Mall, um, and it's just kind of sitting there now. So anyway, I think, you know, so, stuff like this, you know, when the Fed started their tightening process, um, tech companies were one of those organizations that got hit really hard. Um, I think this is a fallout of that, even though it's later than if you probably remember the layoffs from Facebook and, and some of the other big tech companies. But I think this is a um, this is kind of part of that. Right. Um, and it just happens to be in an area where we live in Cary. Um, and so, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think hopefully this does not impact the building of their of their new um, of their new headquarters. Um, I don't think there's any indication that it does. But um, I think it's I think it's newsworthy just because that, that I mean, they have a large presence here. They're headquartered here and carry. So last article, this one's really fascinating. So um, let me, let me pull it up here. So this is about home buying stress. Um, and those of you who have bought a house and I would love, I would love to get y'all's thoughts on, on this. Um, but those of you who have bought a house can probably resonate with some of this. So Redfin did a study on what is more stressful, buying a house or fill in the blank. Um, they did dating, planning a wedding, <laughs> body training a child, uh, getting a divorce, buying a car, finding a new job and getting into college. So it's really fascinating Divorce and finding a new job were the only ones on this list that were more stressful than buying a home. And I mean, that's looking in like this overall, this overall category, right? You can kind of break it down by generation. Each generation is is a little different. Um, but in general, when you add all these up, you get the average. This is what we're. This is what we're in the overall category. I would love to know y'all's thoughts with this, and and just just know if you if you agree. Obviously, so dating is not nearly as stressful as buying a home. Wedding planning is not nearly well. Wedding planning is actually pretty close. I didn't have a stressful wedding planning process. Um, buying a home was far more stressful for me than wedding planning. Potty training a child. I don't know what y'all's experience was. Ours was actually not that terrible. Um, so I would agree with that. Getting a divorce. I mean, that that makes sense to me, right? That it would be more stressful than buying a, buying a home, buying a car. I feel like you just kind of show up and they just give you, they just give you a loan for that. Um, finding a new job. I could see that. Getting into college. Obviously, buying a home would be, I would imagine, more, more stressful than that, at least, at least my memory of getting into college was not was not too stressful but you know I, I i saw this and kind of my 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 first reaction was to chuckle a little bit um but then you know there's also like a sad element of this of just how stressful it is to buy a home and to be clear like you can see down at the bottom th these are folks who indicated they bought a home in the last year so these aren't just folks who you know purchased a home you know 10 years ago or in 1994, like these are, these are people who indicated they've bought a home in the last year. So 
you know, it, 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 it is, I mean, it is a stressful, it is a stressful process. I don't think there's a way to not make it stressful. I, th I think there's ways to alleviate some unnecessary stress by being educated on the process and, um, you know, knowing what's going to occur. But I think, I think at the end of the day, you know, when you're talking about how much money is involved, I mean, unless you're a billionaire, you know, buying a house is, I mean, it's not like buying a pair of shoes, right? I mean, it's, 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 the most money you will probably ever spend. Um, you can't return it, you know, the day after you buy it. I mean, you can, but you're going to lose money. And so it, it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a stressful, it's a stressful thing. And I think this kind of, um, you know, when you look at some of the consumer, um, consumer reports, as far as how people view the market right now and whatnot, um, this, this is, this is an indicator of it. It's a, it's a stressful, it's a stressful purchase. Um, yeah, I mean, our team, you know, we try to eliminate as much stress as possible, but when all those emotions are involved with purchasing a house, which they are, um, and you know, that much money is involved, it's just a, it's just a stressful, it's a stressful process. But anyway, I thought, I thought it was a really telling study. Um, that really only two of those were considered more stressful than purchasing purchasing a home. But um, hopefully, hopefully, as the market transitions, um, you know the, the 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 process of buying will be a little less stressful than it's been um, over the last several years. So um, but we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But anyway, yeah, I'd love to know y'all's thoughts on this. I'd love to know if y'all agree. Obviously, the 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 generational differences, you know, kind of strike me as well. Um, like there's things that different generations find very stressful, and there's things that other generations just don't find stressful whatsoever. Like get it, I mean, you can tell, you know, Gen Z's at college age. So getting into college is significantly more stressful than like a Gen X or a boom or a baby boomer remembers it being. And so it's just, it's just really fascinating to look at. Um, but anyway, that is, that is what we have tonight. So make sure to put in the comments, uh, if you're watching this out in the future, um, next week, make sure to put in the comments where you are joining from. That way we know, uh, what kind of content to put together. Um, again, this is going to be a weekly thing. We'll be here every i'll be here every thursday at seven i wish cindy could join uh but somebody's gotta somebody's gotta be with the kids um <laughs> they would uh who knows what they would get into so anyway thank you all for joining and we will see y'all next thursday have a good night